Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to this episode of the Me as a Mentorship podcast. Today, I get to talk to Sarah Rees Evans. She is a specialist in chronic fatigue recovery and holistic health and wellness. She helps exhausted individuals with chronic fatigue regain their energy and wellness through online coaching. Sarah decided to focus on the root cause of chronic fatigue after experiencing her own struggles for over two decades. Conventional medicine provided no solution, so she created her own natural path to recovery. She has also raised awareness to chronic fatigue and its link to childhood trauma in the UK Parliament. So without further ado, please welcome Sarah. Sarah, how are you doing? Hi, Mia. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to have you on. I'm so grateful to be he- here. I'm just, you know, really excited about this. Yes. Thank you. Do you want to tell the audience who you are? Um, yeah, I'm Sarah Seven. Sarah Seven's coaching, and yeah, I had my own journey around what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, having this discussion and bringing it out into the public arena. Yeah. Well, do you want to start by telling us your own health journey and how you became a chronic fatigue coach? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. So from where I am today, that's what I do. So chronic fatigue recovery coach. Going back over 20 years, I had thyroid issues and you know issues during all three pregnancies as well and basically I started to realize that my energy levels were just like way out Mm. and I was pretty young and you know I just couldn't keep her even to the point we got married in America and even when we went on honeymoon to you know I, I was like lay in bed and we already had one of our children and I was just like zonked in bed and they were going out without me so I started to realize that things weren't right and um, basically this just kind of built up over the years to the point that the symptoms increased and increased and I was no longer able to work and I was just crashing so basically I was just crashing you know after work I was pushing through my days low energy low mood and it was just awful um you know it's a long list of symptoms but I started to piece it all together and I then realized this started happening from my energy started to be out from a very young age so yeah I just started to put everything together so what did you do when you decided you wanted to be a chronic fatigue coach like what were you doing before that and then how did you transition into knowing what you wanted to do and help people with? Ah, oh, before that, I was like a high achiever. Um, I was, you know, high achiever, high flyer, degree, um, post-grad qualifications, constantly studying. And I was working long hours as a, a lecturer in the UK. So I was the head of a section and I was also working, um, I was also head of a, a, a project, um, that was to influence the way that certain subjects were 
um, taught in colleges. So yeah, I was just this big, you know, pushing through person and everything caved in really. Hmm. So then that's when you were like, okay, I need to make the change and, and then you started teaching others. Yeah, yeah. So I made the change. I took years out. We moved to France and, you know, we did, we've done a few uh, renovation projects here. And one of the things I struggled with was because I was so used to studying and being that high achiever was having the time to myself. And I really needed it because I'd gone through this wellness journey or health and wellness journey. And part of that was depression. I did struggle with depression. Now I understand more why I struggled with, you know, on and off depression and it would just come on me for no reason. Mm. And I had my own recovery journey that basically I had messages that came through and I asked to, you know, whoever people believe in, I asked the universe, God, to guide me to recovery. And so I just had a bolt of lightning go through me and said, you shall be healed, follow this, you know, anything that we say and we'll, we'll guide you to recovery. And so basically that is my recovery journey. I followed everything that, you know, all the messages I received and followed that and here I am. So during that process though, I did like using years of research and I still do research, you know, day in, day out. So once I recovered, I did a lot of qualifications behind. So I did years of breathwork training, advanced breathwork training. I trained to be a, a chronic fatigue recovery specialist, holistic health and wellness coach, qigong. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, this endless studying journey. And I just... I was stuck for over 20 years and I missed out so much on, you know, the children growing up mm. and spending some of my days in the darkened room or not having the energy to, to play with them or to cook tea or to do the things, you know, whether you have children or not to go and live life to the fullest. And I, if there's, you know, if I can be a guide for others so that they can realize that recovery is possible then you know bring in that hope that's what I'd like I like to think that I can do I've been through that journey it's it's not nice at all um, but if I can just shine a light on you know there are recovery paths people do recover it's yeah. knowing the way how to do it did you touch on what are some of the most common misconceptions that people have about chronic fatigue and burnout Okay, especially with chronic fatigue, that medically, maybe depending on the country, but definitely, you know, in Western society, the approach to recovery isn't possible. And when you do see somebody, quite often you're, they say to you, it's in your head. I definitely had that said to me and made to feel that, you know, you're not believed it's... Um, just go away. I, I remember being told, just go away. And, you know, it's, it, it, there's nothing wrong with you. Like mm. stop complaining, go away. And yet you go with all these different symptoms. So yeah, going back to it, um, chronic fatigue recovery absolutely is possible. And not just from that, from other autoimmune illnesses as well. 
The other one is burnout. Some people say that, or what I'm hearing in this field is that some people say that burnout is a natural, um, an earlier phase of chronic fatigue. I kind of see them as separate because with burnout that may take three months, six months, 12 months, depending on the person because everybody's life experiences are different Mm -hmm. and the level of the symptoms can be different as well. Chronic fatigue, you can, you know, you could have it for a year, two years, 20 years, 30 years, or some people have, you know, struggled with it for longer. So I think there's this like vast range, if you like, of overlapping symptoms. And you've got to take account of people's individual journeys as well. So how can you get to the root? Like, how can someone get to the root of their chronic illness? Very individual. There are some common threads. And some of the most common ones I would say is adverse childhood experience. It doesn't have to be an adverse childhood experience. It can be a traumatic experience as a child. It could be a big trauma, a small trauma. It can be beliefs that they've taken on as a child as well. And they grow up and these like behavioral patterns or beliefs repeat, they play on repeat. Mm. Um, and they take them on, on as their own. It's part of the journey, the healing journey can be changing those patterns, those thought patterns as well. Others can be that they've taken on parental roles in childhood. Mm. And that is quite a common one. And that could be where they've taken on a parental role because the parent was ill or their parent had mental health issues or they had a parent that had um, alcohol issues as well. So there's lots of different reasons. And for every single person, it's going to be different. So the other one is a biggie to look out for is the fatigue levels. So one of the things that happens when quite often medically when they do start to recognize it they look at the thyroids and the testing that should be done isn't done so a lot of the tests come back as okay Mm. so it's different tests that want to be done because the thyroid is affected generally speaking or is affected but it's going back even further so common things are the adrenals adrenal fatigue and you're also looking at, like I said, the thyroid, fatigue levels, and warning signs are increased fatigue, increasing yawning, progesterone levels can be out as well. So it could be low progesterone, high estrogen. It doesn't mean it is, but it is a factor. And brain fog as well, so starting to struggle to hold conversations, concentration span gets smaller or reduced as well insomnia so there can be a night day reversal so there's so many symptoms there's so sorry so many factors to take account of yeah um you know but one of the warning signs really is crashing on the sofa starting to come home crashing on the sofa or crashing in bed at the weekends and just not having that general level of energy that they that they're used to So what can someone do to combat this? 
one of the good things is bringing in the circadian rhythm. So bringing in that pattern of eating as well. So just eating the foods during a shorter span during the day. So for some people, they might be eating late in the evening. Mm -hmm. So you want to bring that eating period into like a smaller space. Yeah. And also it's have a look at what time they're going to bed. So this is very individual with the night day reversal, you know, um, there's cortisol, cortisol can be affected. So cortisol can be either high or low. When it becomes low, you're waking up and feeling groggy in the morning. It's taking you longer to come to, and you may feel like you have no energy to actually get out of bed, shower, brush your hair, and you just want to crawl back under the covers as well. So what you can do for insomnia is there's different there's different magnesiums a really good one for chronic fatigue is magnesium citrate so the recommended daily allowance is around 320 grams for a female however because of the levels of fatigue you want to start higher so you want to ideally start around the 400 and what the other one is there's vitamin b depletion or lower levels of vitamin D, uh, sorry, vitamin B. So group together the magnesium citrate and the group of vitamin B, but you want to be very careful which ones you take because you don't want to take it with fillers because there can be dysbiosis, um, you can have leaky gut, gut issues. So you want to be very careful. So the, the more natural and organic those products are, the easier it is to digest and the less impact it will have on the stomach. So by taking those of an evening and starting to set a bedtime routine and sticking to it, it will send a signal to the body that the body is safe. So with chronic fatigue, there is this um, high, there's been a long period of high levels of stress. And basically this is playing on repeat and you want to break that cycle. So there's a lot of fear-based living, anxiety, panic attacks can happen as well. So it's sending that message to the body that the body is safe and that you're safe. Would you be able to share like an illustration between someone who might have chronic fatigue versus someone who's just dealing with, you know, fatigue that like common fatigue that we may feel just, you know, going throughout life? So with someone who has chronic fatigue, what happens over a long period of time if you imagine um, stress levels, so your stress level becomes a normal way of life. So if you like, it's very up and down, up and down, up and down. With somebody who is who doesn't have chronic fatigue, they go into stress and they come out of stress once the situation has happened and it's passed. That stress is, has gone, it's dissipated. So they're coming back into natural balance. With chronic fatigue over time, they're spending more time in that stress space. So your your um, nervous system, if you like, if you don't have chronic fatigue, is coming back into balance. Mm -hmm. Whereas with chronic fatigue, it's not able to go back into balance or if it is, it's going back into balance for a shorter time. And what can happen is the switch going back into that safety space or when I say safety space balance, it just isn't happening. Mm -hmm. 
because they're living in that space of sympathetic, which is that, you know, an attack might happen, something's going to happen, or feeling uncomfortable or overwhelmed by aspects of life. And what happens is those triggers become greater and greater, and you start to with, withdraw and retreat. So uh, social anxiety can become very common as well. So you just are unable to come back into um, turning the switch off. So it's a switch that takes you back into balance when you don't have chronic fatigue, the situation has passed, you're fine, but in chronic fatigue, you're staying in that high level of stress. And quite often with people who have chronic fatigue, they no longer realize that they're in a higher level state of stress because it's so much the norm. Mm. Is there any way to take action before it becomes severe? Absolutely. One of the things you can do, and this again is even if you take action early, you may have had it 10, 15, 20 years because mm -hmm. behind the scenes, energetically things are always playing out, uh, things are playing out. So for example, if something happened in childhood and you've taken on certain beliefs, then when these patterns are coming back up, your nervous system is responding and it might be retreating into this space of safety and playing smaller as well so there's things that you can use without paying out too much or without seeing anybody you can use organic oils to help to calm the nervous system so you want to break this pattern this like stress pattern so you can use organic oils a nice one is lavender organic oil and you can mix that with um a um something you can use like a nut oil don't use a nut oil if you have allergies so you want to use something that like a coconut oil as well or just a cream that you can mix it in and you know you can just put some onto you know here or at night time just put it onto the um, toes as well and again it's helping send that message that you're safe or even just putting it having it on a tissue or putting it under your nose for the fatigue, something else you can use is peppermint because there's a lot of stress. Mm. When you're in that state of stress, the, the digestive system is closing down. So by using um, a peppermint oil as well, mixed with a lavender, again, put it in a carrier oil, uh, just like one drop, the purer, the better. And that will again help to bring the, bring the system back into balance. And it just helps to send that message that you say. There's lots of different ways you can do it. There's tapping as well that you can do. And because there can be a lot of negative thought patterns that are played out in the mind as well. So you can send a message to yourself or you know start overriding those patterns of I am safe, I am safe. And you can start to do grounding into the body. A really easy one if you're feeling anxious is to one of the quickest ways to bring the body back to balance naturally if you're feeling stressed or anxious is to shake the body as the you know animals naturally do it in the wild and then they just get up and you see them running off and they're fine and this is kind of the physical body's natural reaction that it can do but we've come out of that pattern if you like of doing it 
So that is something that you can do. Just stand, relax the body, let it flop kind of thing. And just, you know, shake and shake very like loosely. And it's helping to shake off the energies as well. What role, you mentioned gut, what role does gut health play in chronic fatigue? And then how can we improve it? Massively. So with chronic fatigue, when you're going into those or living in the, the space of high stress, the digest, digestive system is closing down and it's putting you in that space of sympathetic nervous system as opposed to the parasympathetic. So when you feel unsafe, the digestive system closing down, the food that you're eating doesn't get processed the same until it comes back online. So simple things that you can do because there can be fluctuations in sugar levels as well. So you can have like highs, lows, highs, lows, which can impact sleep as well. So you want to have a look at your diet. Simple things, simple changes you can make now is with the digestive system and especially things like leaky gut, you can stop eating anything that has gluten. So there can be a gluten sensitivity. So you can, you can be you can become celiac over a period of time. So mm-hmm. by eliminating gluten out of the diet, you're taking away some of the food factors that are adding to inflammation with the um, gut as well. So one of the things you can have is bloating. And that is helping to reduce that. Another one is taking out all sugars. So, you know, simple white sugar, you want to take that out. Yeah. And then sugar that is named, like there's a long list, you know, of all these different kind of sugars. You know, there's but... 56, 56 different <laughs> kinds of sugars. It's crazy. I'm writing that down, 56. There we are. So you want to eliminate all those sugars because this is adding to the blood sugar spikes as well. And you really want to eliminate eliminate those blood sugar spikes. And it's also impacting cortisol levels. So it's just like this ongoing thing. One thing affects the other, affects the other. Um, But the simple thing, um, the other thing you want to do is like sugar in drinks. So fizzy drinks, stop all fizzy drinks. Water with, um, you know, flavored water. You want to stop all that as well. And, you know, you want to go to herbal teas. So take caffeine. Caffeine is something that people can people use regularly in chronic fatigue because they're propping up the, the energy levels by using the sugar fixes, by using the caffeine, you know, and different things like that that gives them that quick fix, but it's giving them the spikes as well, the sugar spikes. So by eliminating them, you're naturally helping to reduce those spikes and bring things um, back to a normal level I'm not saying it's enough on its own to do those things but they're definitely good steps to take and a replacement for caffeine you can do it gradually chicory is a really good replacement and the other one that um, you can reduce is or eliminate is carbohydrates so carbohydrates again you can have um, blood sugar spikes which adds to the chronic fatigue so by eliminating the carbohydrates that can make an impact so when you work with a coach or you work with a specialist this is where they can help you to do that over a period of time and then you want to bring in some fiber as well but again be careful how you do it 
So taking out the biscuits, taking out the cakes, taking out the crisps as well and going back to whole foods. Yeah. Could you also explain the connection between autoimmune illness and chronic fatigue? Well, chronic fatigue is an autoimmune illness. So this is where you're having the immune system attacking itself. Um, You know, just putting it in, you know, a simple way for people to understand. So it feels like it's as if there is a foreigner there and it's not a good foreigner. And so it starts attacking itself, it starts attacking the healthy cells. So with autoimmune, um, there's like around 100 autoimmune illnesses now and it's growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, I don't realize there are that many. Yeah, and the other one is fibromyalgia isn't a chronic, isn't an autoimmune illness. However, fibromyalgia, there are lots of similarities between that and chronic fatigue. And one of the main differentiating factors is, is it the pain? You know, with fibromyalgia, it's like they say, it's the pain that that comes first. So then with the chronic fatigue, you're looking at the fatigue level, level first. What I will say is with autoimmune illness, quite often you can have more than one. So I see clients that have more than one illness, autoimmune illness, or they have, example, chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. So the fibromyalgia can go first, and then you know you're working with the root of the chronic fatigue. What I will say in with fibromyalgia, around twenty five percent of cases, depending on the research that you look at there are indicators that there is um, evidence of abuse behind or sexual abuse as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Before I let you go, I want to ask you one more thing. Um, So you've spoken, you talked a little bit about it earlier in the conversation, but you've spoken before about the link between disassociation and trauma. And so how can this, can you explain the connection between this and how it relates to chronic illness? Yeah, so if we go back to trauma, so with deep trauma, what can happen is because of the pain levels or the fear levels, you actually, you have a physical body and you have a subtle body. So you come out of the physical body and stay in the subtle body. So you can feel lightheaded, you can feel woozy, you can look in a mirror and you feel like you're not you. So you can feel very spaced out. Um, You can feel like you're not really here. So this is the dissociating. And then after the event has happened, you come back into physical body. Now you can leave the physical body for some people, you know, depending on your beliefs as well and your viewpoints, what can happen is you come out of the physical body, stay in the subtle body and you go for healing and then come back in when it feels safe to come back into the physical body. Now, this is something I did like for most of my life where when I felt unsafe in future situations after the trauma that I passed through, if things became too much, and I've seen this with, I see this with clients as well, they leave the body and they go to the subtle and then they come back in. So with chronic fatigue, dissociation is one of those symptoms that comes up often. Mm. So that is the link with it. So it can, it's a trauma link, a big trauma a small trauma 
words it could it could be words that were said to them as a child and they've just taken those words on so deeply it's had such a profound impact it could be a teacher who said something and they've carried that belief with them and they've carried it beyond those school years into you know even into the workplace and into you know their own family situations and it's playing out there so the dissociation they just then leave the body and then come back in because they can't cope with that situation but they might have no idea why yeah. so that is something I work with so the breath closes down as well so the breath closes down and there can be reverse breathing as well or just like like no breathing or instead of when you breathe you expand so you inhale and the belly expands with chronic fatigue there can be very little movement in the breath or it can be the opposite way as well and the other thing which is like a really big thing with chronic fatigue mouth breathers so the more and more of society today becoming mouth breathers and mouth breather mouth breathing can be a sign of trauma as well because ideally you want to be breathing through the nose so there can be a lot with chronic fatigue a lot of sinus infections as well so mm. just taking doing a, a simple breath like four seven eight it helps to calm the nervous system so for example breathing in for seven which can be difficult if you're asthmatic or if you have trauma-based asthma but breathing in for seven very gently then breathing out for eight but through so breathing in through the nose and then breathing out through the mouth and then holding mm. for four and just doing that on a gentle repeat can really bring you back into the body as well and another one is just to place your hands on the belly if you're dissociating and actually you can just you know expand the belly and breathe so breathing in for four you can hold for four and then breathe out so there's different so many different things with the breath you can do but just by placing the hands on the belly it will help to bring you back into the physical body and moving you away from dissociating mm. well thank you so much for sharing um is there any anything that you'd like to say for someone who thinks that they may be dealing with chronic fatigue or they may be seeing symptoms of fatigue and they don't want it you know to get severe go and see their doctor or go and see their medical practitioner their health practitioner whoever they you know are already working with and let them you know make them aware of the symptoms that they have see what comes back to them if they're not happy with the answer then go and do their own research so what I do have on the website is they can always um, just send me you know I'm happy for them to dm me and I do a free 15 minute discovery call if they do want to know more if they just want to find out if it's a possibility uh, the other thing you have is there is a test that they can do and this starts to identify if there's any adrenal or thyroid fatigue. And I'm happy to send that as well. Okay. And where can people find you if they want to reach you and talk to you more? So they can, you know, I'm on Instagram at Coaching. They can DM me privately, as most clients do. And the other one is, you know, coaching.com. There are resources on there. And if somebody is looking to jumpstart their recovery, I do have 
50 powerful ways that they can start their um, chronic fatigue recovery journey. Awesome. And there's more things being added all the time. So, yeah. Okay, awesome. And I'll also put that below in the show notes so people can easily find you and I get in touch with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah, for being on. It was great talking to you. Thank you, Mia. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I need to have you back. I'd love to be back. (laughs) All right. You have a great one. Take care. Please give Sarah a round of applause. I learned so much talking with her. I'm sure you learned just as much. If you want to connect with Sarah, then I am putting all of her information below in the show notes. You can also get some free stuff from her. And if you're interested in working with me, then you can head to miasmentorship.com where you can find my courses and you can also apply to work with me one-on-one for health and wellness personalized coaching. And you can get more free content like this on my Instagram, which is mias.mentorship. Hope you all have a blessed day. Bye.